So it's been a few episodes since uh, we started off just kind of having a, you know, chew the fat session. I don't know, shoot mm-hmm. the shoot the breeze session where mm-hmm. I started with a pun. Um, uh, and I'm not going to this time either, just so you know. But yay. But what I did do is so I went on vacation recently and um, the, my, my puns often come from my daily calendar that uh, my wife gave me for Christmas. So it's all her fault. She gets annoyed, but it's all her fault. And she can probably hear me right now. She's in the other room doing some work. She's probably going to yell at me when I get out of here. But <laughs> no, but so we went on vacation and I took the five days that we were on vacation and stapled them together and took them with me just so I could tell them puns every day. Bad. Yeah, mean, I didn't every mean. day. But I did a couple of them, but uh, yeah. So there you go. There's my life. Um, but vacation was <laughs> wonderful, so I'm glad to be back and recording with you and doing my my day job starting tomorrow and all that good stuff. But there nice. You go. It looked yeah, yeah. like a very nice uh, vacation. We live in a beautiful state. Yeah. Beautiful state. There's so much to explore here. We live in a beautiful country, a beautiful world. Like there's just so much to explore around us. But my yeah. my home state of Michigan is absolutely amazing. Oh, Michigan. Yes. Did you do novels in Michigan? No, honestly, this whole time I thought you were in Indiana. You should. Michigan. That's cool. Listen, I'm fighting words. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the fine people of Indiana, but Michigan. You're not welcome here anymore. Mayor Pete, Leslie Nope. You know Leslie Nope's not a real person, right? She is to me. So how is a uh, hiatus for you? Lovely. I've hit the point where I am ready to go back to work but not sure when it'll be. So at yeah. this point, just like trying to make the most of it, but um, have officially gotten to that. Usually takes about six weeks to be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of ready. I think to start getting back to work here. So hopefully, yeah. I'm fascinated by the industry that you work in, Kim, the fact that you guys will work m- like maddening hours to create this amazing content, whether it's TV, movies, pilots, whatever, you'll work all these hours and then you'll take time off. Well-earned. But then like so often from what I've heard you say and from what I've read, when you're done, when you're on hiatus, that's kind of like pilot season. So you'll go work on a pilot to maybe see if you can move up in the 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 world of TV production. Maybe you'll go from being a PA to a production designer or something. I don't know. But like you get to gain experience and do new things and pilots. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot. Yeah. A pilot that's successful. You might have a good five year run of like amazingness. If you the, get on a pilot that's successful. <laughs> Right. <laughs> if you like, got that's a pilot huge. that does a full season, congratulations. Right. Yeah, because there's a lot that never go anywhere. And yeah. e- and even like I've I've listened to podcasts and interviews and stuff with, with actors who are successful who still do pilot season and they're like, well, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I have no idea. Yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's kind of the the gig. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's um, you know, it's all freelance. So you gotta yeah. just yeah, take the pilots and not even necessarily to move up, like I didn't take a pilot because I had a lot of stuff going on in June, but you know, I wouldn't have, I would have taken a pilot and then gone back to my show. So it wouldn't have even, it would have just been to work and make money. But, yeah. yeah. And that was what I was going to ask is well, you didn't take a pilot because of those reasons. Yeah. And because yeah. of this, the show that you're on, I don't know if you want to mention it or not, but the show that you're on is, is known that it's last season is coming up. And I thought I heard you say to me at one point, you didn't want to miss the last season. You want to be a part of that last season. Yeah, for sure. American Ninja Warrior. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I definitely want to be on the last season. I wish I had, I got here as soon as I could. I wish I had been here sooner. <laughs> now that I'm yeah. here, I want to, I'm hoping that they'll do 15 or 30 more seasons. Cause it's um, just a, a joy, which is not always the case. You know, sometimes you get a show that's like 
the show is great, but the office is hard or the office is great, but the um, show itself is really difficult or everybody's great, but like three people and these three people are making my life miserable or whatever I've heard. Um, (laughs) But to be on a show where it's like top starting at the very top, all the way down cast and crew, everybody at American Ninja Warrior is just top. (laughs) It's not American Ninja Warrior. It's just a funny show to say <laughs> um yeah. yeah it's it's a nice little treat to be on a show where it's like oh everybody's the best this is weird that's yeah. cool so speaking of hollywood and all that today we're going to tackle um an actor who is maybe put his foot in his mouth um it's the episode i was born to make <laughs> true on so many levels so we'll get into yeah. it why don't we uh start off with some introductions sure go ahead hello hi Oh, okay. Well, welcome to my show. Why don't you go as the guest? Thank you. Um, (laughs) Pleasure to be here. I'm an expert um, on this topic, so I'm looking forward to discussing it. Um, I am Kim. I am a a white cisgender heterosexual female living in Los Angeles, as uh, we just mentioned at the top of the show, because it'd be that's where I live because that's uh, the almost the only place I'm employable at this point. Um, (laughs) That's fair. I am liberal and. I am excited to be here and have a, a huge political background. So, um, Oh yeah. Masters besides working and- in television, I, I also have a nonprofit where I'm trying to change the way that we vote by changing the way that we educate, um, from our littles to our bigs. And I'm the other half of this, uh, dynamic duo. We are related for those mm-hmm. who don't know this. We, we don't oh, often yeah, we say never this talk in- about that. Yeah. But we are, we are cousins. Um, uh, but I'm on the other side of the country in the, the Midwest, but kind of the Eastern side, uh, Michigan, uh, cisgender, straight, white, uh, male, conservative, but independent most of my life. But have in the last few years begun to really kind of go, wait, maybe that's not the only answer. And so we are exploring what all that looks like through our lenses, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a dad, blended family. I'm in marketing professionally. I do some podcasting and all that good stuff. But, um, but yeah, we started this show. After the January 6th insurrection going, we got to talk about this somehow. We have got to be able to talk about these issues without canceling each other, you know, as cousins, we've spent Mm -hmm. plenty of family time talking about things and debating them, but also agreeing on some things that maybe you wouldn't have thought we would or whatever. So, um, so yeah, Yeah. this was an important show to start for us. And today, as you said, Kim, this is the the moment you've been training your whole life for. (laughs) We are we are talking about the actor Dean Kane. Yes, yes, yes. I am the Simone Biles of talking about Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the greatest, but who never gets I'll, the respect. I'll see fair? myself out. She yeah, had a you've great been... quote that was like, I think sometimes I get judged a little bit harshly because people just don't want me to win as much because I win all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, and also you do because you are literally the greatest yes yeah anyway so now is is simone this topic is simone from michigan there was a like an olympian who's just simply amazing i thought but i don't know anyway in any case i digress here's the thing we're talking about dean kane and and you have been a longtime fan of dean and superman lois and clark Mm -hmm. all that good stuff Uh, but nowadays maybe dean's breaking your heart a little bit huh listen love is a complicated matter Matters of the heart are not always simple, Dan. Yeah, I am um, so just for like a little bit of reference. Dean Kane 
If you don't know who he is, he played Superman on a show called Lois and Clark at the New Adventures of Superman, which ran from 1994 to 1998 on ABC. Didn't look any of that up. That is burned in my memory because it was mm-hmm. um, he was absolutely my first like big, big crush besides like Jesse from Free Willy. Um, I loved him so much. I had so many posters on my wall. And then I also because I was like, who is this handsome man became obs- obsessed is the right word. Not trying to minimize what the word obsessed means. Obsessed is the right word for me when it first the show first came on. But it like became how my entryway into superheroes. It became possibly my entryway into wanting to work in the entertainment industry in general because I just wow. became enamored. I mean, maybe I don't know if that that's actually that true, but you know, I was enamored with the show and with television mm-hmm. in general, and like it was impossible to miss. It was like a meltdown if an episode wasn't recorded on the VCR. Um, Now I own them all on DVD. And have I gone back to watch? Sure. Did I even go back to watch over the pandemic? Yeah, I picked out a couple episodes and watched, you know, picked and chose my way through the series again. I think of it often. (laughs) I reference it often. It's true. Great show. It shot at Warner Brothers. And then like I on the Warner Brothers lot. And when I moved to LA, one of my first jobs after I ran a couple of blockbusters into the ground was I was a, a tour guide at Warner Brothers and I loved to talk about the show and would like, I'll tell you exactly where at the Daily Planet was and Lois's apartment and Clark's, or Clark's, it was just very cool, very exciting to then be an adult and like get paid to just be walking where the show was shot. Or whatever. Say, okay, I mean, who cares enough. even about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so now fast forward um, several years later, and you said love is complicated. Love is because, complicated because Dean has uh, shown his personal colors, which is totally fine. He is a human yeah. being. He is welcome to vote however he wants. He is a well-known Trump supporter now, well-known yeah. conservative in what is often thought of as a very liberal uh, field of work. Sure, but recently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He oh <laughs> he uh, was lambasted. No, he's lambasting, air quotes, woke Captain America comic. And then he gets roasted on Twitter in return. So here's the thing. I'm going I'm to kind of try and encapsulate this real quick. He, the, there's this new um, comic series called The United States of Captain America. And there's a line in the first issue in which Cap apparently says the American dream for some, quote, isn't real. And apparently he took issue with that. And of course, because he played Superman at one time, he people want to know what he thinks about Captain America. I don't know. It's totally different universes. Franchises. Right. Right. <laughs> so he said, and I'm quoting this here from Dean Kane. I love the concept of Captain America, but I am so tired of this wokeness and anti-Americanism. He said this on the Fox news channel program. In my opinion, America is the greatest country in history. It's not perfect. We're constantly striving for a more perfect union, but I believe she's the most fair, equitable country anyone's ever seen. And that's why people are clamoring to get here from all over the globe. So he's upset that Captain America said the American dream for some people just isn't real because they can't attain it. And that pissed him off. Yeah, I have many thoughts about this, which is my disappointment in Dean Kane is not now. First of all, Dean, if you're listening, you can take me out for coffee. We can talk about this and we can kiss a little bit (laughs) because sometimes you just have to Uh, check things off your bucket list from seventh grade. But listen, Everybody is, it is his choice. My disappointment in him is not how he 
aligns himself politically. It, my disappointment in him is not that he is conservative. And by the way, I also don't know him. So like my disappointment in him has nothing to do with is irrelevant to him, I assume. Unless That's he right. wants to go to coffee and, and kiss talk out and fall up. We, then then it, then it can be personal to him. But my disappointment in him is one irrelevant Two has nothing to do with his political alignment. But it is disappointing to hear things like this because I don't really know much about the new Captain America series. This is how comic books work. There's always like you have the main and then you have branches and, you know, these superheroes can look different depending on the series that we're talking about. I don't know really much about this new Captain America storyline. So it's I have no comment other than to say that I agree but I certainly wouldn't get on television and talk about that comment because I don't know enough about it. So it's a little silly to comment on something unless he really knows a lot about it. Cause it sort of feels like he's probably taking this out of context and then just like pulsing his opinion into it. Now his opinion that America is a great country. I agree. I, I think America is a great country as well. That's why I'm here. That's why I started a nonprofit for voting, because I believe that our best days are ahead of us, certainly not behind us. Um, so, you know, and I want to see us become what we have the potential to be, like Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I want this country to be what it wants to be. And that is sort of what he's saying as well. But this, like, I'm tired of the wokeness and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, you're saying two diametrically opposed things. So why don't you st stop for a second, be careful about your words and think about what your words actually mean, because you cannot think that America is constantly striving and then also is the very best. That right. makes us not the best. That makes us a work in progress. And that's which is, fine. Which that is fine is, to be. Yeah, th that yeah. is what we should strive to be as a as a nation, as a people, as a as a person as a person you don't want to be stagnant you want to be continuing to move forward and be the best you can be isn't part of being the best country in the world the fact that we are constantly striving and growing that we are constantly striving for a more perfect union i mean you said you can't be the best but also be improving i disagree i think we can be the best i think we i think saying that we are we're not perfect, but we're always striving to be more perfect union makes us the best. And we can have these discussions and have the freedom to say these things and to push back against our elected officials and all that makes us the best. Now, let me say that. Yeah, say, you you are right. I think that for the same reason that you're about to say is why I was like, we're not the best. But you are right. You can be the best and constantly improving. Speaking about Simone Biles, it's not like she's just sitting around being like, okay, well, when I get to Tokyo, here's what I'll do. Like she gets up every single day and works, even though she is factually the best. Now, uh, now what I would push back and say, as someone who is very patriotic and loves this country as well, I don't know that we are the best. Mm -hmm. I think we are a great country. I think that we are a beautiful country. I think we have some amazing things going on. And also we have our flaws. I don't know that there is a best country in the world because guess what? They're all filled with people and we're all broken. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do, some, we do some dumb shit to people. Not me. I'm right? pretty smart, but 
I'm I mean, really you are dumb. smart, but I you do, do some dumb shit to people. I do, no, I do dumb shit to myself. <laughs> I do dumb shit in general. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like we, we, uh, what, what does the best constitute? I think we are a great country because we can have these discussions because we can vote and change the direction of our country when we need to. And we can have these conversations and stuff. But to say that we are the best, like there are other countries that I think have other things right, more right than what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. okay. That doesn't mean that we're terrible. Your puns are terrible. No, those are mine. Um, here's what the the comic, written by Christopher Cantwell and Josh Trujillo, um, the series synopsis is this: the shield has been stolen. No one understands the value of the shield like those who've wielded it. So Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson set out on a road trip across America <laughs> to chase down the thief, but instead they find the captains, everyday people from all walks of life who've taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities. And for some reason, the shield thief wants them all dead. Can Sam and Steve get to them first? Christopher Cantwell and Dale Eaglesham lead lead a can't miss miniseries to celebrate Captain America's 80th anniversary, joined by a rotating series of creative teams to tell the stories of each new captain. I think that's pretty cool. Like that's really cool. And like, look, here's the thing. I said at the top of the show, cisgender, straight, white dude, okay? I'm not ashamed of any of those things. I don't think that we need to be ashamed of the fact that Captain America for 80 years has been a white guy. That's fine. And also, we can't explore the idea that Captain America doesn't have to look like that same person every single time. And when, mm-hmm. when you think of an American, like what comes to mind? If somebody were to say, yeah, he's... They're American. He's American. She's American. I don't have to picture what I look like. I can. That's fine. I am an American. Absolutely. And I'm not ashamed of that. Yeah. I can also picture an indigenous person. I can also picture um, a, a black person who either came from Africa or who came from the Dominican Republic or who came from somewhere else. I can envision a woman. I can envision someone who's non binary, who you don't know their sex assigned at birth. Like, who who cares? It can be all these things. Yeah. That's the well, beauty. Well, first of all, who cares? Are you reading this comic book, Dean Kane? If you're reading it, then you can have an opinion about it. If you're not reading it, then like, what is your, why? Shit, then also, I, I can't keep talking then because I haven't read it. Well, no, 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 you can. But like, he, he his like passion about this is like, who, like, who cares? <laughs> you, you, if you're, if you, I don't know, man, like, well, and let's just be real. I think, I think something that comics have done over the years done well is shine a light. And I think a lot of entertainment does this. I noticed this with like watching the star Trek series, it can shine a light, you know, science fiction hero stories can shine that light on our society and make commentary on the things that we get right or get wrong. It's a great way to do it really is because we're not, we're not all going to be able to read Dr. Ibram X. Kendi's books like stand from the beginning even though we should sometimes we get our 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 societal points of view from entertainment i think what it does is it shows us that 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 line that not the american dream is not real for everyone because and i I don't know what the entire context of that is but that tells me that for some of us the american dream isn't real because we can't attain it Mm -hmm. Because of things like systemic racism or um, 
um, economic class issues or, you know, debt that we had to incur in order to just get a good education that then we can't pay off for 30 years. And now we're homeless because our job got taken away from whatever, like, or just being a lady. I mean, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like all these things yeah, can exist at the same time with, as the fact that our country is a great country. I don't understand why there's this pushback of like, well, no, the American dream is real for everyone. You just got to pull yourself up by, by your bootstraps. What if you ain't got boots? Yeah. You got to have boots to have straps. Like, and sometimes you just can't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Sometimes those bootstraps rip or somebody's taken them or whatever. Like sometimes you need help. In fact, more than sometimes. Yeah. Everyone who's ever gotten anywhere has gotten there with help from someone else. Mm-hmm. You can't show me any success story and say that person did it completely by themselves. You can't. So yeah. this idea that the American dream isn't real for some people. Absolutely. So how can we help make that better? How can we help make that real for them? That's what that comic tells me. Not that it's anti-American wokeness. Like it just means, yeah, things ain't perfect. How can we make it better? I don't know. I had so much passion about this, man. Yeah. It's also a comic book. Yeah. It's a superhero. It's a story about a man that was in like injected with something that turned him into a superhero. And then he and another superhero go to find a shield. And they are part of a superhero universe that includes the Hulk. Mm. So I don't know. I think maybe Dean Kane, you can talk about other things. You can feel passionate about you can you can feel negatively passionate about other things. <laughs> Well, and I think, I mean, this, I it's think not another hurting anybody, it's not. And I think another uh, symptom of all of this too, is the fact that he was on Fox and friends and they asked him this and he'd never even read the comic. He was just responding to a conservative outlet that reported on one line in the book to which ultra white wingers then dug in their claws. Of That's course. a quote from the Hollywood reporter, um, Ryan Parker. So, so yeah, like, like, I think we need to keep in mind, and maybe you need to keep this in mind, Kim, getting so passionate about Dean Kane. He didn't come out and just be like, hey, y'all, I heard this line, so I'm gonna go up against it. And I'm and I think and I think it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. They the 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 Fox and Friends pundit, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, because because Fox Friends is not an, a news program. No. So this no. personality asked Dean this question, probably knowing full well more than probably knowing full well, what was going to happen for sure. And then, and then people were like, dude, no. So now what Dean could have done is said, you know, great question, but I haven't read it. So I don't really know, but I do love our country and we can always get better. Maybe for some, it's not real. Yeah. Like that's it. That's it. Boom. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. I, it definitely is like a, it's manufactured. All of it. It's all manufactured because, you know, the um, the outrage is fake because it's all these people saying, I'm never going to read Captain America again or I'm never going to buy a Keurig or I've never. It's it's fake outrage. It's like, you know, we've I've made this 
joke before it's the same thing as me saying like i'm never gonna watch football again i'm what well, i didn't so you know good for me for not doing the thing i wasn't doing anyway like it's a fake outrage to begin with and then it's um you know you didn't read it so you it's all manufactured by the producers of the news segment to say like, mm -hmm. why don't you come on here? I don't know what they were going to talk about to begin with. I don't know what the whole interview with him is, or if it's just having him on for the sake of hoping he can stay relevant, which sounds like callous when I say that, but he's, he doesn't have anything coming out right now. So, yeah, you know, gotta get your face out there somehow well, I you guess in the news so you know I, mean, I can't imagine he's too upset about any of this yeah yeah he he may not have anything coming out but you need you need to stay relevant and he's the the anti-liberal hollywoodist mm -hmm. but like still dude you're still a hollywood elite man like you're still yeah doing exactly what this industry wants you to do so don't pretend like you're better than and and i that's for anybody doing this stuff like don't pretend you're, you're not you're just doing your job it's fine yeah so there you go. There's there's a not a mini episode, but you know, an episode. The point a, is, and and I just want to make sure that this like to really put a button on it because I think it's important. The point is we can talk it out over coffee if he's interested. That's a fair point to make. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. He's gonna hear this and I don't know. He might some people see their name in something and immediately listen. So I mean <laughs> I do the SEO on the behind the scenes. He's going to see it. If he Googles his name, he's going to see it. You know, I think for, I think for me in all honesty, the, the big point is that our, the United States of America is a beautifully flawed country mm -hmm. and we're getting better and striving to get better. And what that looks like is different for everyone. And that's mostly okay, but we need to just, realize that we have to keep getting better like and that's and that's okay that doesn't make us anti-american if i want to see my country improve it makes me patriotic exactly i want, I want to get better yeah. so and i'm getting point. and you know we talk about this a lot but i'm real fucking sick and tired of people saying that wanting to improve your country doesn't make you makes you not a patriot yeah. the democrats don't love this country anti-woke or you know this like woke no it's not any Woke is not, it's just, it's been so stolen and like Frankenstein that now it's just like rhetoric that doesn't yep. mean anything except for to be like jabbed and thrown at somebody. Yep. Wanting our country to be better doesn't make us bad. And, and we, acknowledging and that the country has places that it can improve, acknowledging that we have a awful and heartbreaking history that continues today, acknowledging that we are not our best, that we are, we have not built a system that allows everybody to, to succeed. A more perfect union is not something that is applied equally. That acknowledgement does not make us not patriotic. And you can't move forward if you're not willing to acknowledge it. Yeah. Amen. Well said. Boom. Mic drop. All right. So that's, that's Dean Kane versus Captain America wokeness. Woke Captain America. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow along and chat with us, send us why you think Dean Kane is not the best Superman. Uh, you can do so at Dan Moyle uh, on the social medias or at My America Pod on the social medias uh, or at my, my America Pod at gmail.com. Um, but if you want to agree with Kim, say Dean Kane is the best. 
Well, Go I'm ahead. not going to say that Dean Cain was the best Superman. I will say oh, that okay. I, I'll, we can have very long conversations about how he was a great Superman for what Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman was, which is a rom-com fun version of Superman, which is what, in fact, let's do this whole episode all over again because now what i want to talk about is the way that dc is too influenced by marvel and doesn't know what they're doing they had too much success with the dark knight trilogy and now they're ruining superman with it dean kane for what he was fantastic superman fantastic superman now amy adams is the best little like at kim off it let me know instagram and twitter at kim off amy adams best written lois lane now no, wait hang on though superman movies for the original superman movies that is the like sweet cute lois lane but like currently right now in the last you know few years lois amy adams killing it is lois lane all right there's like a lot of hot takes right there that people need to hit you up at <laughs> yeah yeah at instagram and twitter at kim moffat all right thanks for listening to my america podcast share <laughs> it with your friends give us a review Give us the really bad reviews. Give us one stars and we will talk about them. Uh, give us five stars and we'll send you nothing in the mail, but our love. So there you go. Give me one star and send, I'll send you my therapy bill. <laughs>